word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes, as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. This week, that's through the end of the Greenbone Saga, through the end of Jade Legacy. Hey there, this is Cross. I'm PJ. And I'm Ben. Hola, me llamo Erin. I am depressed Thomas. (laughs) We are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers like we, (laughs) oh my God, we tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. We got some energy going into this, I think. It's been been a minute. Listen. I am Sorry, Thomas. An you can't emotional... be sad because we're happy. No, I'm an emotional bull in a china shop, metaphorically, knocking over faces. I'm a wreck. <laughs> Are we doing shots? Because... I've... Oh, shit. <laughs> we fucking are. <laughs> for, right. for those who aren't aware, Did you see didn't that? see that Thomas just ripped like two ounces of whiskey straight back. <laughs> Yikes. It was you said you were scotch. getting drunk. Okay, nice. Drink up, Ben. Nice, that nice. was actually delicious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that may have been a mistake so for me. Quick. Did you I just shoot overproof? I, I just did half of it, but that was 151, yeah. I'll do rum and pineapple juice. Thousands of miles away, we're going to do the thing where you slap your... Go, bah! Bah! No, you slap your <laughs> arms together. Your biceps. Was, yeah, that's what we were doing. We're mashing our biceps. They know. The listeners know. They got it. Yeah. The listeners totally can see that arm movement. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mashing biceps. Because you guys are so jacked. Honestly, I'd love to do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're, we're off the rails. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's got some final episode energy on it already. We have senioritis. We do have senioritis. There's a lot of that going on. But today is our ninth and final episode talking about the chapters of the Greenbone Saga. And today that is chapters 58 through the end for a total of six chapters because it ends on 62, 63, something like that. Oh, I should have said it's, it's the end of the world as we know it instead of I feel fine. final countdown. God damn it, you Aaron. You don't feel fine. Don't lie together. to us. Yeah. God damn it, Aaron. You had one job in this one show. One job and it was to... Be it's musical Tourette's. <laughs> musical Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> that is the job. All right. But before we get too much further than that, let's let's talk about our featured cocktails or drinks or bevs. Featured um, cocks. Featured <laughs> cocks, right? That's what I, I needed that. I needed How that. How is that the first time we've made that joke? We are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that's what we needed. Power of dick right. jokes. We needed this to smile. <laughs> yep. Do, 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 do. Keep trying, My Cross. brain is not. Ripping cock jokes. Let's go. Ripping cock jokes. What is the name? Pledge of Friendship? Yeah, yes. Pledge of Friendship. That's what it's called. So the Pledge of Friendship is two ounces Jamaican rum, half an ounce of dry curacao, two ounces of grapefruit juice, one ounce of lime juice, and half an ounce of passion fruit simple syrup. It is a boozy cocktail. It's a little <clears> spin. 
pretty close to, but a spin on the zombie. And it's wonderful. I'm drinking. Um, Cross Ben and I went to a brewery when Cross was visiting us because he's a real friend. (laughs) And we went to BKS Brewery near Ben's house and I'm drinking their modern lager with orange blossom honey. It's crisp and delicious. Excellent. How about you, Ben? What are you having? I've got a high noon sun sip. It's mango flavored. Got to bring back the mango soda for the final episode. Oh, that's good. There you go. Good call. No free ads. Obligatory. PJ? (laughs) I have a... I've just been kind of calling it a banana bumboat. So it's a spin (laughs) on the bumboat recipe from Smuggler's Cove. Instead of half and half rye and rum, I did rum with a little bit of banana or cream to banana. So it's two ounces of rum, half an ounce of cream to banana, one ounce of lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of cinnamon syrup, or not lime juice, lemon juice, sorry. So ounce of lime. Ah. I'll get there. I'll get to why this is a problem right now. (laughs) An ounce of lemon juice. Three quarters of an ounce of cinnamon simple syrup, three ounces of pineapple juice, three dashes of Angostura bitters, all shaken. I just dirty poured it into this glass with all the ice. And then I poured an ounce of 151 rum onto it and I had the other shot of that 151. Or the other half shot, and it's already affecting my mouth and words and brains and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so while you were listening all of those, while you were listing all those ingredients, I realized that you should have come to town and made us a super complicated cocktail because Cross did make a shit. No, because John wanted to show off. All right, okay. John was having a good time. So you gotta let John. Gotta let Alex. my husband. Mm-hmm. is is the bartender for our group of friends. So I let John make everything. We should have locked him next up. Next time. And then you could have done Alts, come to when we come, yeah, When discussed. we come to visit yeah. Cross, he can make us drinks. Yes. I was We're thinking it'd be, easier, live from Wilmington. it'd be easier to fly to see you with your liquor than it would be for me to ship it. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, like that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Thomas, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a cocktail that was made when I bought it. I think the name of it is an ad, so I will not say it. But it is pineapple jalapeno margarita. Wow. And it's fucking weird. But I wanted to call oh. back <laughs> to the first episode of Jade City when they have the chili like rum type thing. I forgot what the exact option mm-hmm. was. But I thought it it felt appropriate. It's crafted with tres generaciones. Generaciones. Are you talking about generations? That's what it says. Three. Three generations. <laughs> so it's like it's some sips taste like we are so salsa kind of. <laughs> some of them taste like just straight up tequila. The label. And there's not I'm that not much sure. tequila in it, so I don't know what the deal is. Tres generaciones. Three generations. All right. So, Thomas, what did you do to to serve that? Did you just pour it over ice? Did you shake it? I did. did you... I shook it a okay. bunch and poured it over ice, and I keep stirring it. Okay. Gotcha. I might 
drop some bubbles in it. Just like as I've said, I like a bubbly cocktail. Mm. Yeah, go for Hell it. Yeah, Add brother. some bubbles. One of the Get one of the recommendations bubbles. for a lot of those like prefab stuffs is mm. like just doing fresh fresh citrus in it. So like mm. a little bit of lime goes a long way, just to kind of make it all pop. But by the way, Cross Ben yeah, is realizing that life. I was reading the right word right now. <laughs> Mind you to watch <laughs> his face. There's there's a lot going on. Still didn't make sense. In this episode in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but before we talk about the chapters, I have to ask because we made it to the end of the book. How'd you feel about this week's reading? How'd you feel? You know, Bad. I mean, we'll talk more in depth about the book and the series on the whole. But how'd how'd you feel? Bad, bad, Thomas bad. Felt bad. I would like to formally apologize to everyone about staying on Aitmata's side for so long. I would like to officially retract my previous can I, uh, statements. Can I ask you to do that again, but directly to me? Thomas, I'm so sorry. I Thank didn't you. know what was going to happen because Cross is a dictator and won't let me read ahead. So... <laughs> yes, it was not great. Not great. Not great. I felt generally good. I mean, I felt like Hilo was going to die, as I said last time. So He was prepared. I was not surprised by that. It was emotional. I agree. That was well done. But I feel like, generally, we got a kind of a happy ending. Right. The kids are running everything. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it worked out pretty good. The calls. As good as it could work out for our team. The calls are on top. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. It was sad to see Hilo die, and they did a great job of, you know, wrenching my heartstrings on that situation. But And he died a hero, saving Nico. I don't think that that was to be unexpected. There was always going to be a price to pay to get to a lasting peace. And so that was Hilo, which, I mean, he kind of probably needed to die anyway. Wow. The... Piece to be Say that to Thomas's face. And I'm walking out. <laughs> Shay didn't die, which I was <laughs> happy about. Me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I was generally kind of upbeat about the situation. I thought it could have been a lot worse. You felt like there was a bow. Yeah. The- yeah, I think at one point Thomas talked about how the story wraps up in a satisfying way, and I think that yes. was absolutely true. I think, yeah, that was spot on. Everything felt really good in the end. Sadness. Nothing felt like it was hanging. I guess more than anything, this was this was an interesting one. I got a unique perspective of getting to experience the ending with Ben and Aaron in the car because we did listen to it on the way to HallardCon together, and so we almost died in a brief moment and flash of high stress. <laughs> I was driving with like my elbows straight, and Cross at one point goes, "You good?" And I was like, "Yes," because it was like a stressful <laughs> part in the book. And then I, it was a two lane road, and I was I went into the passing mm. lane, and then a car like in the distance came around the curb, and I was well, like, "Well, we were in the passing lane, and then and we then were immediately the, in a no passing zone." Right. It was like a, with a turn. I, I did it when I could, yeah. but it was curvy, anyways. And then I was like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck!" And then we we hit the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, which fictional character almost killed all of you? <laughs> I think that was during the like. Was that during the meeting? I think it was during the before meeting. Hilo got yeah. shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was yeah. a lot of tension. Yeah. You mm-hmm. good? 
<laughs> I, I then offered to drive because I was like, I know what's coming. <laughs> like, okay. Not not because of the driving in the moment, but because it's like, wow, there's a lot that's about to go on. And so. she had been, you know, reading the end of Lightbringer before. That. Oh yeah, I finished Lightbringer that morning, Thursday morning, and then I, no spoilers, and then I finished this. So it was, I had a lot in my head. There was a lot of them. A lot of, a lot of character juggling. A lot of Care Bears and mm-hmm. lollipops. Plus, I, I was hanging out with Cross for the first time. That was taking all my attention. Yeah, you literally just met emotions that day. Yeah, it's a big day. Everything else has been kind of black and white since then. Sapped <laughs> <laughs> of all emotion, fun and color. Fun. Hey, Thomas, I'm gonna didn't tell us about how he felt. Yeah, he did. No, he did. He did. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> totally. <heard laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thomas, I gotta I gotta get yours because we're at the end here of our little glorious experiment. How do you feel about this week's reading? How do you feel about the way that this broke down? How do you feel about the end? So I actually I might be giving you too much credit here, but I was delighted when I saw that I the way it shook out, I got old tigers. But I think because you're nice, you would have given me old tigers no matter what. I think. Oh yeah. It was your chapter. And I don't know, like, it got, this gets me every time, even just doing the notes, even just like skimming it today when I was at work trying to get, like, do some notes on my lunch break, every time I cry. And mm-hmm. Hilo is like my top two favorite characters for me ever. It's just so emotional for me. So I'm a wreck. I'm definitely crying on the podcast for sure. Cross cried <laughs> it's in, not the first time. in a coffee shop. Right before I picked it up, I, I did. That was that was a very different moment. But <laughs> oh my god, we'll definitely so, talk about that at some point. The first <laughs> time I read this, like, I'm outside in the rain. <laughs> I was crying. Yeah, the first like, time I read sad this series, I think I did it like basically over the course of a week, maybe two weeks. Um, but I read this book in like a weekend, and so I was finishing up. I had like the last little bit to do Monday, and my old job, fucking nothing to do. I'm reading this. I am at work. It's like 9.30 and I'm just crying at my desk. <laughs> like tears running down my face. I'm useless for the rest of the day. Like if I was like, if I did any work assigned to me, I'm not doing it. Like I can't. <laughs> I was just depressed. I go to my my friend. I'm like, we gotta go get a coffee. Like I, I can't do it today. I cannot. We have to go. I know it's 10 o'clock. We just got here. We gotta go. Man. That was... Uh, in the car, when we were in the car as well, I was crying again in that moment. Not like sobbing, but I had tears running down my face because I knew that it was going to end. And Aaron was still in the point where it's like, well, Andon can save him. That's what you said. You blurted out loud. And yeah. I was I was sitting there crying. And I, was, crying. I, I, was like, I nodded my head. Yes. But I, it was absolutely not. <laughs> no, I saw you wiping so, your face. I was like, yeah, this but, is, yeah. I think, why I was like, why I always said like, this is the best written series I've ever read. Because of the emotion that's just ripped from you, this last section mm-hmm. of chapters. And like the whole, it's obviously excellent yeah. throughout, but like the way Fondly makes you feel things is insane. So I'm very excited to talk about more of those kind of like overall things for the series and, and dive into that um, further. But we should get into these chapters that way we can focus on the text and then we'll talk about it all in a final wrap up next week. So 
With that, we'll kick it off with Chapter 58, A Promise Kept. Jim Sunto arrives at the Tranquil Suites Hotel in Kacon after the events of last week's standoff on Yumon Island. After charging in to place the blame squarely at Hilo's feet, Sunto quickly finds himself behind the eight ball as he is presented with footage of soldiers confessing to their involvement in effectively Operation Firebreak for GSI. Hilo also breaks it to Sunto that his company is about to be purchased by the Mountain through Art Wiles and gets him to turn on him. This is such a kick-ass chapter, especially after last week. It just shows Hilo does have the schemes, does have the moves, and we're able to pull a quick one over on the mountain finally and shut down their biggest, biggest move ever. Yeah, and finally Hilo gets to say, I told you that, you know, I'd get you, basically. He, like, (laughs) promised him that he would ruin him, and then he does. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Good call. Yeah, fuck Jim Sunto. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. After all Hilo did for you. Got him. Got him good. And, and now he's like, go ahead. The, just the pivot of conversation going from like basically entirely erasing everything that just happened with the riot. And just like, no. That's old news already. Let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. The righteousness yeah. that Jim comes in with is just very quickly shot down to tatters by Hilo. And Hilo's basically like, fuck your religion. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Yep. Yeah. The the sort of additional context that we even kind of get from the inside of the truth bearer parts over the course of this chapter and the next one are, are interesting as manipulative pieces too that i i really kind of enjoy him playing it is also it it plays specifically i think to Hilo's strengths as well because it shows that like he was definitely supporting the people at the riot and was definitely helping the people in that moment as you know he should or is want to do for you know his anti-gsi stance and them exporting jade and whatnot but at the same time it was also to get him here to have this conversation that big show of force was just as much about that conversation as it was stopping the helicopter to begin with mm-hmm. yeah jim Santo is a hypocrite and i'm glad that hilo is taking him down it was interesting too to hear that kelly dauk had been like trying to ruin them gathering evidence and such and then it's the the Kekanese that she didn't want to work with before who hand her all the evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also adore the videos and all of the different voices. Of course it is excellent to me. I think we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but the fact that what's his name from so long ago, the fact that it's his kid that is the one, the shitty cousin, right? Tehi, the Teji, yeah, Tehis, yeah, Tejis. The fact that it is from the Teji family that a lot of this comes down to, to me, is just like this wonderful moment of redemption of like in the background of the story, even though we haven't seen it textually, you know that Teji Reno or Uno or whatever his, I think Reno Eno? took that very seriously when he was rescued. Eno, yeah, that's it, Eno. His son started off in the military, though, right? And then uh, sort mm-hmm. of joined Nopi yeah. through this. Yeah. It's kind of a cool... Yeah. It's a cool side thing that kind of winds in and out of the story in, mm-hmm. in kind of a fun way. Right. Because a lot um, of it's like not being beholden to the sins of the past. And that's another example in the same family to an extent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Being able to kind of overcome the things that had 
put them in the place that they were, which is what happens to each and every one of these characters over the course of the story. I, I really in, love God. In that moment, I also really appreciated Hilo's reflection on the distorted voice and like a good horn would know exactly who this is no matter what mm-hmm. just by vocal patterns or just knowing knowing their soldiers inside and out and Santo hasn't got a clue. EJ, what an extraordinary point. pair of businessmen. Wow. Can we Look review? at the brain on you. They they keep throwing last week and this week, they keep throwing Operation Firebreak around. Is that when Nico flipped the car and they killed the family? Yeah. In general, it's the the operations that were happening in other countries that the normal military wasn't doing that mercenaries were doing, which were these green bones. Like and there Nico. were like shitty things that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So not necessarily just that incident, but like the whole operation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Not just that incident, the whole thing. Okay. But they use that incident, right? And that's where he goes, Jim Sento goes and says, well, you got your son to, to say that shit. And Hilo, with with a great bout of her strength, barely manages to not yank the man's spine out in that moment. He should have. Would have been, be really cool. cool. been cool. Would have been cool. Really cool. <laughs> but Hilo was like cool as a cucumber. He's just like, hey, man, why are you so pissed? Told you, I told you I would do this. Mm-hmm. No surprise here. <sighs> yeah. And of course... It's no surprise Jim Sento bends very quickly, realizing that the truth about that they're building this case against Art Wiles and that he truly has sold them out because Espenians are just about money. And it it circles back to this, like you converted to a religion, to all of these things, to all these ideals, and they don't give a shit about you. And you're going to be the one that gets sold up the river. Yeah. And I I don't think Jim Sento really saw a moral failing on his own part. I, I, I... I don't think. I think what primarily convinced him was the fact that his Kekanese heritage would betray him in any sort of proceedings going forward, which is kind of a shame. It would have been nice to not have to lean on that entirely, but it is what it is, and it makes sense that that's the pressure point that would get abused there. Yeah. It's it's a big moment to have kind of stuffed into the scene, but... Of course, the very end of that is we have to make you or you're going to have to place this call to Kelly Dowk and the Dowks make their full circle return to the story, showing that importance of that relationship that Andon had built way back when and how that does, how this all ties together to lead to the downfall of the mountain. Family Take effort. Down. See, Every we, move mattered. We're scheming. It just takes a lot longer to well, see the result. We talked about the end of Jade City. What do we have? That the mountain doesn't. All of us. Family. 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 We got family. That's imperious. Family. No Coronas, though. Vin Diesel. <laughs> no Coronas. I will no send him about Alito. Is there That's a new I... Fast Furious that we need to see? Yeah, we haven't seen Fast X yet. You haven't? No. You're waiting? You guys are ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 59, End of a Long Judgment, the 26th year, 10th month. 
Following the unraveling of Aitmata's plans by the Nopi clan, members of the Mountain Clan stand outside in silent protest of their pillar's actions. Shay rolls up and shares a conversation with Aitmata, attempting to convince her to peacefully step down and face the fact that the Mountain Clan would no longer hope to gain control of Kaikon. Stepping outside and telling her daughter she won't be making it home for dinner, Shay waits out in the car until Ike comes down and resigns her position as pillar in front of the assembled press and members of the Mountain Clan. So our girl Kelly Doubt finally doing something useful. Love to see it at long last. <laughs> yeah, what a what a what a face turn. Just a boring, boring, unhelpful career up until this point. I was gonna say no. she's probably like useful to the Aspenians, <laughs> just not to her people. But she was rude when she got the call, too. Probably like, Jim Sunta, oh, ugh. What do you have to say for me? Dismissive. <laughs> but yeah, cool chapter here. Uh, in a lot of ways, it mirrors the previous books, even this book, when Shay, or when Ike comes to Shay, being like, hey, you probably should surrender, otherwise you're going to be fucked. And other instances where the two powerful women have been forced into conversations with one another. Seems like Shay in this instance is leading as opposed to the past when it's Ike. And I gives in too easily, so we all should know that she's gonna fuck around after this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't yeah. trust this one bit. Ben finally got to hear the voice actor's creepy Ike voice. It was pretty yeah. good. Yzma say I think in Jade City he wasn't that good but he gets so good by the end it's like well Aitma is also getting older and more crotchety Mm -hmm. more snake like snake yeah snake witch vibes from her for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the mountain That did not come uh, out the way I thought it would. Um, <laughs> we, get, we get the payoff and unsuccessful visit to Aielo, who is dead as a doornail. Art Wiles going to prison. Tough. You know, he's pretty soft. Don't know how long he's going to last in there. I hope his wife found out about all the mistresses. You know what I mean? One can only hope. How? I mean, she probably already kind of knew. I don't know. Yeah. Wives Hopefully know. there's Things. proof, though, and she can... Get all his money. Yeah. Divorce his ass. True. What do you guys think about the protest outside the Mata estate, Mata mansion? It was very calm. Loved it. I was very surprised. Yeah. I was like, God Just damn. holding a banner. That's really taking a step outside there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. Especially in contrast with the protest in front of the... Mm. What to you Sunny 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This felt more powerful <laughs> the way it was described, even though it's quiet and and peaceful and simple. And that yeah. let me know she was in trouble for real, for real. That's how I felt about <laughs> it. Like I was like, oh, yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a. It's a crazy moment that's just punctuated with all these different small things. You know, Aaron mentioned the banner. There's sort of the gradual like speaking to the UC and sort of the silence and the occasional chance and just like all of these different things that are like not meant to be loud, not meant to be invasive, but meant to genuinely question whether or not she should be there. It was a Spenia. They'd be out there like, Hey, Hey, Oh, ho, Ho, ho. Mada has got to go. (laughs) 
love it. Adorbs. <laughs> Adorbs. No, those spinnies. Speaking of little things, I pours tea <laughs> for Shay first. When Shay finally gets inside, they start having their little conversation. And that's like a weird and interesting echo and callback to when Andon visits, in air quotes, the I estate way long ago. And she pours tea for herself then. Because, you know, he's just a student. He's not an honored guest. But Shay, despite everything that's happened and everything that's about to happen, is still at least treated as an honored guest by I. They go way back at this point. They do go Shay, way back, but... she should be honored. Good. Shay doesn't have Jade at this point. So I think every step, and just, I mean, looking at it retrospectively, knowing what happens and knowing that, like, all of this is a ruse, I feel like this is entirely choreographed to put Shay on the back foot a little bit, to to make her a little bit comfortable and feeling like, oh, this is a a well-intentioned meeting and we're respecting each other and and things are happening the way they're supposed to in a situation like this. So I think it was, I think it was crafted intentional. Or maybe she's showing Shay respect since Shay and her have a working relationship, even though she Unspoken. knows she's going to try to kill everybody. It's like a last, like, you know, I respect your your game. Game recognized game. Thank you. And there sense. is some of that, even though Shay is sort of downplaying it in her own head. But it's like, hey, hats off. You fucked me up. Good scheming on your part. And she's like, thank you. But in her head, she's like, wasn't really me. And is this part of a scheme? <laughs> it's all a scheme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can never Everything. really trust her. <laughs> You can never put anything past type Mata. No, you fucking cannot. <laughs> and they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, and then we also get, like, basically kind of a general catch-up on how the no-peach plans worked out, how their schemes unfolded. i pretty bitter here, thinking that her way was the only way, and that things will play out no differently than they have. And it struck me, sort of, that Hilo understands her, and obviously he can't understand like some of her strategic and business acumen, but like on a fundamental level, he understands her, but she doesn't understand him or them in the same way. I think it's because she doesn't really understand how, like to, how to have a family, family loving relationship, you know, what it is to like rely on someone else. Right. I mean, maybe a little bit with like, she probably thinks she understands them, but, she probably really on, only understands trying to win, no matter what. That's kind of all mm -hmm. she understands. Yeah, I, I was going to say she hasn't needed to, to this point. She hasn't really needed to understand Hilo at all, because she's she's been this force of nature. And it's taken everything that No Peak has had just to kind of keep them in this stalemate. And a lot of that is just intense research and understanding of their enemy, whereas she's just operating as she sees fit and it's doing what it needs to do. Like she she hasn't had a need to really dig that deeply into who Hilo is because she hasn't been at a disadvantage in that way. I like it. 
I was digesting it. I was chewing on it. There's also in here a King Eon the Second reference. And I thought it was funny that it was phrased. You remember the story from history about King Eon the Second? And it's like, Shay, she was alive when this happened. Her village got bombed. Like, that's her origin story. <laughs> <laughs> remember these historical facts, you old bitch? <laughs> yeah. Remember this folklore, legend, ancient? <laughs> Not that long ago. Then you just imagine Aymata being like, my village was bombed. And I saw her. <laughs> Pull the lever. Silly girl. King Ion. <laughs> Silly girl. Silly girl. That's a great Aymata. lever. Yeah. Yes. And then last thing, Ait steps down to, and it seems like you guys weren't buying it at the time. It just seemed too easy. She's never going to step down without like, one last final comeback from the grave. It's like, have you ever seen Die Hard? And he just mm-hmm. pops up at the very end. That's definitely Aitmata. An enemy can still kill yeah, you on Shay. their way down. Watch Die Hard, idiot. Yeah. There's just no way she... Hey, don't call Shay an idiot. Do you think any of the Danny Sinjo <laughs> pictures are like Die Hard? I hope so. They need to make a green bone too Die black, Hard. Too black, too green. We need it. Or we need it, it in like the world. Jade Hard? Yeah. <laughs> the itches. Jade Hard. good. Yeah. I feel like The Itches yeah. is that drug movie with Ewan McGregor. Die Green. Oh, maybe. Transpotting? Yes. Yeah. Die Green. Yeah, Die Green. That's good. Die Green That's good. is fucking amazing. Die Green. There it is. There it is. Somebody there. make the poster. <laughs> Sorry, Danny Sinjo. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's the spin-off no, we need. So the first spin-off is my Espanian friends, who I can't even remember right now. And then the second Morgan one is they're basically Johnson and Johnson from Die Hard already. Yeah. Yeah. They're interim. It's Dan- a crossover. Danny Sinjo doesn't need fake feet shoes because he has Jade. So yeah, he, he can steals. actually run around barefoot. So he runs around barefoot. Without feet shoes. Yeah, I think instead of Great doing point. a recap, like series recap next time, we just the next episode is just pitching. Die <laughs> green, yeah, It'd be amazing. I like it. Perfect. That's the wrap up. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, actually, I really, I really do. Send us your best pitch for die green. <laughs> Cross. What's the email? Wordsandwhiskeyshow at gmail dot com. Yeah, and I DM any of us. Pod at gmail dot com. Nope. Words Whiskey Pod on Instagram. Well, it's not Twitter. your podcast. Well, I'm just saying when I said your email on Hallerpod, I said it wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone found it. Words and Whiskey anyway. Show Pod. Showpod.com. People will figure it out. Words yeah. and Whiskey. Don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> don't, don't eat Tide Pods.com. <laughs> I wanted to throw in with the Ite thing. I love how it takes so long. You know what I mean? Like she's waiting there in the car for a long time. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have perception. She doesn't have detection or any that that capability whatsoever. And it's truly a grueling time frame of shaping like do the right thing. Do the right thing. And yeah. And she quote unquote does. Mm-hmm. And there's the element of like, you know, Shay's late for dinner. And I think that harkens back to all the previous instances where she's like sort of checked out from Tia's life with the ballet and not as present as she would hope or maybe Tia would hope. And there's like the inability for Tia to grasp what's going on in her mother's life to a large degree. But there's also sort of that vibe that it's like this is the last time she'll have to be late for dinner. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the end. Cool. We're all With that, safe now. We're all safe. Everyone's <laughs> good. There's only three chapters left. Nothing can happen. Um, <laughs> I remember, I again, remember this is kind of fun because I have unique experience with this one of sitting and experiencing it with you guys. But I remember this and being like, yep, three chapters left. And you both went, huh, there's a lot to happen in a couple <laughs> of chapters. <laughs> and I was like, don't, so. don't look at me while I listen. <laughs> Stop it. Cool. All right. With that. We move into chapter 60, Final Debts. Hilo gathers the family for dinner at his place, and they discuss the Pledge of Friendship from the new pillar of the Mountain Clan, Ait Atosho, of which will end all hostility between the two clans. Hilo, however, has other plans and wants to ensure the death of Aimata. Nico is formally selected as the intended heir and is chosen to attend the meeting instead of Lot. Andin announces that he also wants to run for political office, and the chapter ends with a sudden POV shift that is maybe a paragraph long, in which Iwe Kalundo answers a mysterious call to Ite, or from Ite. That fucker. Yep. There's a lot that happens here, but I want to start off with a couple of like little things that we get right at the beginning of the chapter. Call Juan Ria still kicking at 85 years old, and like in the background of the shot is both very interesting and so depressing for what's about to happen the fact that she does in fact bury both of her sons her husband and her father her father-in-law like just yeah yep and a and a a grandchild like there's just a lot of of trauma in that woman's plate and like Mm -hmm. life lived yeah it says something along the lines of her not quite being up to her faculties physically or mentally anymore and i would only assume so based on what she's gone through it's it's been a tough life for her yeah i would hazard to guess that it was really really tough there's also a couple of other little snapshots the juen kids are still roaming around they're obviously you know fingers and fists at this point as well as make cam of whom is there so it's great to kind of have the sort of trio of these older families that have been important to us for books and, and to get to kind of see a peek of them you know what is effectively one last time so we move into the dinner, of course, and they have a nice fancy dinner. There's a uh, little cake in the center that is kind of a focal piece of thinking back to Rue as like they try not to eat it and cut it down into smaller and smaller pieces as opposed to actually finishing it off because they know that he would have totally eaten it. That sits in Hilo's mind, of course, in the moment. But there's kind of a lot of random things to talk about with this dinner. The first one is the fact that there's this proposed alliance that, you know, Doru had made all the way back in Jade City to the Coben family. And now that that's something that they're considering to begin with. And like a lot of that is very interesting because could was Doru right? Like in a lot right. of ways, would, would Doru's if Doru stuck around, would less people have died? Hmm. So the one difference between what Doru and Ite herself had had proposed, and what's being proposed here, is a difference on like who the <laughs> who the main clan is. Right. 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 Like Who ends it, up on top? Inverse. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's pretty ironic. They got the best yeah. of both worlds here. I mean, I feel like they won the battle and get the merger, but they're in control of it. And family's in a better position as a result. You're so positive, Ben. 
they definitely this is definitely a victory dinner that just has this like undercurrent of there's still some things left to resolve of course and nobody important say, will die <laughs> in this instance Doru is the most frustrating kind of right which is he was right but his math mm-hmm. was wrong mm-hmm. he's like he's right but for the totally yeah, wrong show your reason. work and it's just like he got lucky but it's insane. Yeah. It's like, but was he lucky? But it's it's so it's very annoying. As a Dory was a great weatherman and a fucking awful person. I still disagree with that assessment. Mm. But he was. That's why it's also frustrating because I'm on the. He was bad at his job. Like he was good at first, obviously. But by the time we meet him, he was bad for like the last two decades. Is my take. He was unloyal, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. That's also true. Also a pedophile. Also a pedophile. Yep. Yep. Awful person. Good at his job. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have his job. This this uh, is one of those chapters where you're like, everything's going too well. <laughs> yep. You know? There's like, got to be one last thing. That well, like, while you're reading it, you're like, I don't like any of this. It's too happy. And we're not, we're only on 60. There's still three chapters to go. You know? Um, yeah, this this is a tough one, too, because it does have this sense of like, ah, yes, we're winning. And there does feel like there's another shoe that is going to drop at any moment. Yeah, there's a ton of lovely scheming here right at the end here to close out the book. Obviously, like you'd said, we've won. We've got all these new clans defecting to us. The mountain is definitely broken. Old enemies are mostly gone, except for they aren't actually dead. So that's where the conversation really turns in a big way to what do we actually do about Ite? And we come up with a bunch of different proposals between all of our members of the family. Yep. So in contrast to Ben and Aaron and their take on Ite's kind of proclamation of retirement, I believed her that she was retiring. Mm. I in no way believed that her grudge with no peak was done. (laughs) Like, mm. I, I thought she was going to go out as a rogue agent and bring her closest allies with her and, and form a pseudo, like, mini clan. And and that was going to be a, a short standoff and problem. So I I wasn't liking any sort of amicable letter, <laughs> letter B kind of solution fly. Just here's a PSA for any listeners out there if you find yourself in a fantasy world let's say this is ink heart you did someone's reading and they're spitting too good and all of a sudden you're sucked up into a fantasy world do not show mercy kill everybody, kill everybody. <laughs> any chance you get murder mayhem kill madness that's your murder. recipe yeah death is a good tool yeah there's there's the line of course that is you know sparing Aitmata's life has become a bad habit of yours Shay as she <laughs> recommends that they spare her for a while and then take her out in a couple of weeks yeah this is all Shay's fault she needs to kill everybody yeah mm-hmm. it I mean it happened in last chapter of course but the, the powerful conversation about the number of times that she's been that she's been outmaneuvered by Shay at every step you know it's it's crazy that Shay doesn't see this one coming, considering Outman- everything else. Shay's outmaneuvered by Ite. Yes, outmaneuvered by Ite, but then in the end comes up, right? So yeah. like, yeah. 
Moving on from the Itemata conversation portion of things, what do we think about Andin's decision to run for political office? Makes sense. I like it. I, I was really pushing for Pillar for Andin, but this is probably mm-hmm. more Andin. He's not green enough. Yeah, I agree. I I thought political political office was was the right move. I I never thought he would do that. I was thinking he'd be like top doc, but. Yeah, attorney general too. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like the change for and in stake. I think that it's a great moment where it's like this is the next left turn. And I this is the only thing that gave me any tip to believing that maybe Hilo is going to die at the end of the book because it's like him placing the sort of like, yeah, go ahead in the middle of this like dinner thing. It's not at a place for the dinner itself, but it made me at the moment turn my head and go, wait a minute. Like this feels like a final moment thing in a book, not like a, you know, we've got a couple of chapters left and we have to drop this information now. Not good. Yeah. I I thought the question was going to be asking for Jeruya's hand. I think Ben did too. You had some reaction like that. In That's the car. what I thought. It was me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Aaron. I, thought I just proposal. only thought that mm-hmm. the first time I read it. Well, it was all like, a, okay, I have an announcement. It's like, what else could it be? Mm-hmm. But I think him being in political office will be good for their relationship. Yeah. Stepping out of the clan in one way, even though he's still working for the clan in the other way. What about Nico finally being appointed the heir? Duh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but like the formal announcement, his reaction even, you know, was there. I mean, yes, he was going to be. It felt very clear, but. I was pretty happy for him, especially as much as I didn't like him at the start of this book. I was like, you're a pretty cool guy, Nico. Yeah, unfortunately, his brother dying was probably what made him a good pillar choice mm-hmm. seems to be funny kind that, of what comes along with the with the title you know i was literally just about to say that yeah it's brother dies and you pick up the pillar title and that's that's the way it goes i mean yeah he was sort of the pillar in waiting then but now it's like he earned the pillar title mm-hmm. right right does yeah suck. especially does i suck. mean jumping ahead a little bit it does suck because like you just know Rue would have been his pillarman. Mm-hmm. Oh, for right. sure. He's kind of left without that close, that close friend that he definitely needs. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't necessarily want to like jump in and talk about what happens next. But, you know, this is our final dinner scene uh, with the family and it captures a lot of lovely small moments. Um, these are the sort of final conversations with Hilo that lend like a lot of weight of what's to come. Um was there anything else that stood out to you guys in the moment? <laughs> As Thomas fetches the bottle off of the... That was the most dramatic <laughs> fetch. <laughs> it, was, it was like a pull straight up off the shelf. I'm sorry, Cross. What did you just I ask? It. The I vibes are off the no, chart it was, for Thomas, right? I he didn't was, hear what Thomas, Cross said. <laughs> I'm so sad. Thomas is getting ready for the next chapter <laughs> right now. So, you know, basically, did you guys have any other reactions to the dinner itself? And like the people and kind of, they aren't goodbyes necessarily, but they're close. I thought it was interesting that Lote had a big scene here. And they pointed out that he's the only 
not call or not family member, but had a big say and vote and like what they should do next. So that just shows how like integrated he is into the family. Yeah. It was nicely done. Like very subtle goodbyes, but not really. But when you're going back and kind of looking at it again with the knowledge of what happens, it's all right there for you on the page. I like how she did that. Yeah. Everyone kind of gets their time when you see kind of the weight on Hilo in the moment. So we leave the dinner and we get our final pillow talk conversation between Wen and Hilo as well with Wen already know that knowing, you know, the first thing that he says that she says is, so when are you going to do it effectively? Because she knows that he's going to follow through and do it right away. You, we don't get a final love making scene. We do get to see him call her kitten one more time, which for some reason felt weird this time. I don't know why. I think it's because they're older. Flow. It didn't flow right. I don't know why. I also the the narrator said like kitten very like that's true. (laughs) I remember that hitting weird. It's good though since we have that new video from Fonda Lee's Instagram of the cats. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was good. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was great. It was killer. Just like these kind two love each other so much. They understand each other. Yeah, Wynn always also, knows what's going on. Wynn always knows what's going on, and she's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Wynn's like, let's brutal. fucking kill her. Yeah. No discussion. Yeah, she's she's green in the soul in the same way that Hilo is, and you can see why they're, they're a match, um, and, and that makes sense. If Wynn had the way. jade instead of Shay, I Mata would have been dead a long time ago. <laughs> you're definitely not wrong <laughs> um, there there would have been a lot of things that would have been subtly different I think of course but if I really when, appreciate that if Wendt would wear Jade like the mountain plan doesn't exist after Jade City <laughs> like it's done <laughs> when annihilates everyone she rolls um, up to Gaunt Ash and just like bang it's like Wynn and Hilo back to back. Yeah, it's like Mr. With Mrs. Finger blows. Yeah, it's she would she would definitely kill everyone. Um, and Andon would have never not left his jade. And you know, there's like a whole there's a whole AU that I can see very quickly unfolding from when basically being John Wick is the vibe that I'm getting. But nice. <laughs> we should write that. <laughs> yeah, Fonda. we should write that. <laughs> Just like I, it's just the uh, Freebird scene from Kingsman, but for however long this book series is. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, I I adore this kind of final sweet scene that they share because our first scene with Wen and Hilo together is a scene in bed. The second one, or the last one, of course, is also a scene in bed. I I also want to mention the comment that Wen makes about being worried because. Nico isn't married. <laughs> such a mom. I love mom comment. It's, it's such yeah. a mom comment, but the like the pushback of like, no, 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 it's fine. Romance will come to him. Don't worry about it. So and like, yeah. The the amount of care that Hilo genuinely holds for Nico and like his life and compassion. And that goes into next chapter when they discuss marrying off potentially and he barks and defends that. But Oh, yeah. 
It also, mm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense given everything we know about these two because even though Wen is very romantic when it comes to Hilo and loves him, she very much saw her role as putting out offspring and heirs for the no Pete clan. And Hilo is just super romantic and thinks like love is wildfire, it's lightning. And so, you know, mm-hmm. he would obviously be like, think that his nephew needs to, or maybe not needs to, but like that when that chapter when Otto's like, oh, I might introduce you to some cousins, like that makes his reaction then made sense and now made sense as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doubles back on it in a nice way and shows that when was never a vessel. <laughs> when is yeah, the best? Like, anyway, that's that's it. That's uh, I, I think there's also <laughs> sort of the difference in in position, even though they're both holding the pillar position or prospected to. Hilo in his entire time as pillar was at war and incredibly busy and preoccupied and he wouldn't have had an opportunity to pursue romance if he wasn't already married to Wen or or involved with Wen. I can't remember if he got married before or after he became pillar. But after either way, like it's close. And they were already together and it would have happened anyway. Whereas there's no prospects for Nico. But he's not going into a wartime pillar situation. So he's he's not going to have the same burden and stress and time commitment that Hilo did necessarily. Totally. Yeah. Plus like it's a it's a different game. We hear a lot about how hot Otto is. Like his cousins are probably hot. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We hope there so we for young Nico. So Two, two final little things. Uh, there's a quote here. Shay's right. Our clans should put the blood feud in the past. The younger generation should start with a real chance of peace. But our generation, we still have our debts to pay. And such a good final note that the chapter should have ended on, to be fair. But we, we can't just have like a one-off, one-paragraph chapter with Iwe Kalundo answering the phone and saying, I, Jen, I have the information we need. Everything will be arranged. And discussed as we discussed. Kind of feels like ah. brutal to set up what's coming next. Uh. It kind of feels like like a screening audience note. Not like I know that's it's a different process for books, obviously. But when like a test audience is like, "Whoa, we don't fucking understand this obvious thing," it seems like yeah. maybe an mm-hmm. editor asked for that. I'm sure that's fair. I could see that being the case. She has a slick transition between perspectives, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the quick, easy, the phone rang in the home of Iwe Kalundo. And it's it's nice. It's quick. It's dirty. Listen, I'm not going to add, like, Fonda's not one of the goats. Because she is. It's true. Dan well, Wells think... recently said that she is the most impactful living fantasy author. Who said that? Um, Dan Wells, of whom is a, another writer and the other guy writing The Cosmere with Brandon Sanderson. Anyway, big big time author. Or over um, Neil Gaiman. So. But I think that's it for this week, right? That's all we had. Because yep, I think, it. you know. Mm-hmm. Three, two, Everything's one. happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in my notes I have, fuck this. I've actually decided I don't want to do the show anymore. So, bye. <laughs> and they all live happily ever after. And that, unfortunately, brings us to chapter 61. <laughs>
old tiders. The 26th year, 12th month. <sighs> Hilo, Nito, and Shay meet with Ait Ato and his newly appointed horn and, and weathermen. Weatherman, sorry. Both trusted relatives of Otto. Concurrently, Lo, Vin, and two tars filled with No Pete's best killers launch a raid of Ait Mata's home, only to find her somehow missing. We flash back to the meeting between Otto and the Tars, where negotiations continue, progressing to the pledge of friendship and exchange of moon blades between Nito and Otto. Suddenly, Hilo shoots dead one of the pen penitents, and as the rest open fire, he leaps into action, sacrificing himself to save Nito and Shay. Scrambling low in his fist, having arrived too late to prevent the attack, bring Hilo home, where he passes from his wounds, surrounded by family. Fuck. Bummer, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're it's, all going to um, cry together. Tough. Let's try to keep on track, because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in this chapter before the horrible stuff happens. I'll keep it together if you keep it together, Thomas. I'm not going to. I'm going to cry at the end, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well um, then, all right. First and foremost, this is a rare collab for Cross and I, even though this whole podcast is a collab between all of us. <laughs> first and foremost, just a great title for this chapter. Mm, definitely. Mm -hmm. Old mm -hmm. Tigers, it's just like, even if Fondalee hadn't been putting in this work, laying the groundwork for this chapter title, if you see Old Tigers, you're like, that's fucking sick. And you kind of know it's like, you know the vibe, but because she did put all this groundwork, it's like even juicier. Yeah, the fact that it has consistently been a thing that has been talked about for all of the books, that these clans are these tigers, that they're like always out to maul each other. And there's this sort of fighting tendency. We hear about the old tigers. Hilo brings it up in previous stories and there's just always this thing. And then you see and you hear that title and you're like, oh, shit, it's not over yet. Yeah, that's definitely an it's indicator here. It's like we're going to get one last confrontation. Speaking of confrontations, my cats are fucking fighting right behind me. <laughs> I thought your cats were fucking. <laughs> got inspired by the old tigers. No, they're fucking wrestling. <laughs> oh my god, they're still fighting. I yelled at them and they're like, bah, bah, bah. the timeline for this chapter, the 26th year, 12th month. There's something just like so gutting about how specific that is. Mm. And there are moments, you Didn't... know, a PJ, you go. Oh, didn't quite make it to the 27th anniversary. Right. Not quite. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's a good point. And it's like there were moments for us as readers and certainly a lot more moments for the characters in this story where it seemed like, you know, Hilo's days as pillars might be single, as pillar might be single digit, digits. Certainly, I don't think anyone when he ascended thought he would make it to 27 years. Damn near 27 no years at least. Yeah. And here he is on the precipice of echoing in or ushering in a whole new era for Taton. He literally lived a lifetime as the pillar. He he doubled like yeah. he was 27 going into it and, you know, doubled the time, the life in it. That's pretty awesome. I didn't put those together. We lived a whole life with Hila. Yeah. Pain. Pain. Twilight. So we get to the meeting, and I thought it was interesting that, you know, Hilo and Otto are meeting face-to-face -face for the first time here. Oh, yeah. It is the first time. Yeah. And really, Nico only saw him when he was spying on him that one time, right? And they, they were dual, working right? together, but he was trying to, like, yeah, they oh, side-eye right, right. him. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
but they he and Nico there was like also the time when he was a kid, duel, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That was the first time. Yeah. 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 So Hilo really never met him when they were all working together. Hilo was always not there. Yeah, it was always like the the horns and their dudes were working together, the fists, but like anyone else, not really. Tight. It's kind of surprising, but I, I based on the hierarchy, I guess it kind of makes sense. And I never really liked the Cobins in general, mm-hmm. despite her kind of grooming Otto. But she was doing the least. We also get in this section kind of a rundown of the new leadership of the mountain, and it does a nice job very subtly setting up, I think, the next chapter when, you know, basically Otto has to rely on his family because there's no one else he can trust, and then he loses one of those people, those very few people he can trust. It's very sad. There's also a nice bit of, like, meta writing, I guess, that Kilo doesn't want to use Ite, and I think it makes life much easier for us as the reader where it's Otto instead of a new Ite that we have to be like, oh, it's Ite Otto, (laughs) Ite Otto. Yeah. Yeah, the just throughout the entire meeting, the idea of old tensions being the reason for Hilo's like un weirdness, uneasy aura was his nerves. <laughs> yeah, so well done. But I thought it was really forward thinking to make this a meeting between Nico and mm-hmm. Otto instead of Hilo. Yeah, just Hilo Otto. Yeah, it's a little bit of column A, column B. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm probably going to be off kilter, easy to read, but also I'm off he, like He was planning to retire after, because he right. knew his killing Ike or having Ike killed would basically mean he has to step down anyway. So what do you think would have happened had this not been on the radar? Had they just assumed Ike would go away peacefully and it had been... Shay and Hilo and Lote in the meeting, unawares, all of them die. And then what? Nico picks up as pillar against Ait Mata. Is that kind of how it would have shaken out? Do you think Hilo would have had to wherewithal to, to see that this was a setup? I feel like if Lote was in there, so. we would have had more of a chance. I feel That's like even point. like Finn outside. Yeah, because you want to have sacrifice himself to save Lope. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also Lope probably would have been a little more on edge than Nico had his perception up a little bit, so he would have probably thrown up a deflection of his own. Right. Right. And there's also, it's like, is Vin outside? Fucking got his reception. He's like, those aren't penitents. He rushes in. Yeah, let's rewrite this with Lope in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all live happily ever after, except for Ait, who is executed. This whole situation kind of calls back to that one time Shay had her helper who didn't wear jade. He was dragging her down. Now Shay's become the jadeless mm. person who can't protect herself. You know. Mm-hmm. Damn. Maybe weathermen need jade. I don't know. Ben, say the, say the I line. Know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Say the line. Which line? That's some fine book reading. Oh, that's <laughs> my old catchphrase? <laughs> yep. You have a catchphrase? I've I've, I haven't been paying attention to what Ben's that's been saying. Good book reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
too good. I forgot about my catchphrase. That'd be a good shirt. That's that a good be, That'd be a great yeah. shirt. Actually, that's copyright Howlerpot. <laughs> Just Ben. <laughs> Nico <laughs> mentions Rue in his opening with Otto. Uh, what'd you guys make of that? I think it hurt Nico. Me to hear it. <laughs> I feel like Nico is one to put it all on the table. He's not playing this behind the back shit. He's like, here's here's my soul to bear. Like, let's get it all out there. No elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. So, are you like he might have known it could unbalance unbalance Otto, but like that wasn't his intention. He was he's trying to like, I'm gonna put it all out there just to get it out there. But if it unbalances and balances, that's not his goal type of thing. That that's just how I read. I read it more as like. You know, like it's the elephant in the room. Let's get it off our chest. You know, let's start mm-hmm. with this, and then we can move on with clear heads. I just I agree one. That I think match. it was. Yeah, I agree that it was mostly sincere. I do agree with Aaron's read on Nico. I think he's just kind of a soul laid bear type of guy, and not afraid to be like this. Effect affects me and. And that kind of thing, but I do agree. Like, I think there's an element of unbalanced to Otto there, and whether it's intentional or not, I think it's part of the play. I, I think both of the prospects that are outlined in the book of it being an unbalancing thing and also a sincere, just laid out there thing are probably true. I think it can be double sided. I think Nico has also deftly learned the ability through gsi and his his time overseas to light switch his emotions and just totally totally turn them off which is probably pretty good for the for the position that he's been put into it's kind of scary to see but hopefully he doesn't need to do that very often going forward given the the sort of friendship that they're trying to forge here but that, of course, brings us to the cool spy action scene we did. And, you know, we've kept track of the technology that's progressed through here. We got cell phones that can text pretty easily now. Hilo just texts <laughs> from his pocket like he's fucking Matt Damon the departed over here. He had, a pre, he had it ready to go, though. He's not actively texting. And Lote moves in. And I really want to hammer home here. Just how amazing Fonda Lee is at these like this urban fantasy modern action scene thing. They're so cinematic. All of them have been crushed. She's done like all the different types. She's done a fucking duel with swords. She's done actually like a bunch of duels with like blades. But these there's like something like sleek, sexy, modern, and just really awesome about these scenes, specifically with Lok Jin, where he does like all this cool spy stuff, it seems like. And they're not pretentious at all. Like they're just awesome. It is cool to think of like them coming in and there's like a secret tunnel that is hidden that they didn't see and then they go back and find it. Mm -hmm. I think it's an excellent call out to talk about just like how we're getting such a modern action sequence, but it's got all these fantasy elements in it and that's not something that's super common. I I don't feel like, so yeah, I, I, I definitely really appreciate that. And just like, it's become, I agree, like a total master class at this point of blending that 
kind of modern action slash you know kung fu type situation plus magical powers yeah these magical powers and and i think that's a really great call out and like how well she does that Mm -hmm. i think this setup also gave some plausible deniability to the the idea that lot wouldn't have been able to perfectly uh clock bites escape aura oh well her aura like so so he just knows like vaguely number of people in the or like in the in the apartment and they're mostly relying on white rats to like jadeless white rats to walk by right is that is that this one or is that different that was for the rescue that was for yeah this one they have Vin who like pinpoints he's like Vin is reading like hey here's the number but he doesn't pick up bite but they have eyes on her. Look, maybe not eyes on her, but they have eyes on the building for the last day. Yeah. They know nobody escaped. They know nobody, know nobody got out. And I think he's far enough away that like, you, you can't pick up on particular auras. So he doesn't, I don't know. It, it seemed plausible that mm-hmm. she could be there. They didn't know she wasn't there. Despite his like insane perception skills. Mm hmm. Yeah, and of course, I Aaron's fave, just hmm. seemingly Not one anymore. step I ahead. Redacted that statement. <laughs> one step ahead of our friends and sneaks out via the secret tunnel. I like the tunnel. Was it behind a bookcase? That's what I imagined. I think we can say yes. Um, were you surprised that the assassination plan didn't work? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised the whole place wasn't fucking booby trapped. Yeah, I was like, like I'm surprised. Style. It didn't, I'm surprised the whole house didn't explode with them inside of it. Mm-hmm. That would have happened. That would have been cool. A lot of pain. But yeah, I mean, this whole time I was just like, whatever's going on here is not actually going on here. Let's see what's actually happening. Tunnel, secret tunnel. Yeah, you guys were stressed out pulling hair out. This is car accident time. This is. Yeah, I think like first read through, you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck this whole time. And then here, like the second read through or however many read through we're on cross. It's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, because we know what's happening next. Like Mm -hmm. for opposite reasons, but the same. Yeah. Immediate response. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. We flash back to the peace talks. And there is the anarcho piece of this going on. And if anyone wants to take into that, let's do it. But the meat here is the exchange of the moon blades and the pledge of friendship between Nito and Ayato. I mean, I, I can't think moon of blades. a better amicable way to break up the anarcho sort of situation. And just like treat it like the the rest of the jade that we mm-hmm. deal with. Like just yeah, very just, smart. Break it up amicably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like to exchange moon blades with all of you. I I will not give you my moon blade. Wow, fuck you. (laughs) Why not? It's just part of the tension between us. I will say (laughs) when Hilo is like an on Jade, pow, pow, I was like, what? What the fuck? Under heaven and on Jade. 
What the? F- who's he pow powing? I pow. thought he shot Otto. That's the way Fondly wrote it. See, those freaked out so hard. Yeah. I said, pow, who did sh- he shoot? Executes yeah, the leaders I, of the the mountain plan. That's what. That's how it was written. Mm-hmm. You like didn't know who he shot. Oh yeah, I thought I didn't realize what was happening at first either. And then you get the little gun clatter out on the floor. And you're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. what's going on? And what's going on is this bitch, Aitmata, learned from when she was almost killed, and she said, penitence? More like Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they couldn't all perceive these murderous penitents. And we have cell phones, but we don't have metal detectors. Well, the penitents, I think, They're are penitents. like so holy it's like unthought of even though the tja bomb yeah none of them are going you doom yeah so (laughs) it's just like an extra wrinkle because i had the baritron at her disposal and this is like way outside i show at this point it's like beyond fucked definitely going to jade hell (laughs) just just hell no question numerous references to it Mm mm-hmm but the, for somebody who is so religious and devote, uh, like devoted to her her practice, as as much as Shay is, like daily <laughs> daily prayers at that temple, she really threw that all away for one last gamble, huh? Like she fucked her spiritual life. Who I I my I, yeah, but she's not religious. Shay's religious. I no, believe in the gods, I, but she, doesn't believe she gives a thought about us, basically. Yeah. But Ang- I mean, she guys. still she still was a regular No, she went there to meet with Shay, and she didn't bow when she went into the temple. She also went there on her own when she thought she was dying. That was kind of a sneak away. That's like it? there's yeah. no atheist in thought souls type of thing, though. Fair. Good True. point. And also, I think she's it's, just like, it's definitely, help. yeah, definitely. She no atheist in foxholes is a great way of kind of summing that up. She definitely is at the very least like agnostic in writing that line, but she's not beyond using anything to get what she wants. So, mm-hmm. as evidenced, I'm not saying it's outside of her character. I'm just saying that she damned herself for for one last I feel game. Like she would be like, "Well, I wasn't the one messing with the meat. Like, I wasn't at the meeting disturbing it." You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna, <laughs> she wasn't there, so maybe she I mean, thinks she gave her a command fine. to to kidnap and like maybe she has stow away a bunch of penitents, right? We'll have to get. I am curious about a the jade lawyer here auras and then nobody picking up on the murderous intent, right? Right. Maybe it's maybe just they a were distraction. Just, did they thing. not have any auras? And that should have been a red flag if they didn't, because they should because they're penitents. I don't know. I mean, I think you can think, you it's know, Jay, Shay doesn't have Jade. Hilo's all a thwack because he's dealing with the attempted assassination, so he's on that. Mm-hmm. And Nito's busy negotiating. And then Otto's people are portrayed kind of like, not like they're competent, but like they, like the barest minimum they'd have to be to qualify for the roles because he just needs people he can trust. Like it takes until the meeting's going on and people are talking for his horn to realize that his the other horn isn't there. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this moment, especially considering this is like the end of a 30 year feud, basically, and or longer. And you've got to think yeah. like. I mean, the Tobins and the Mountain have grown up, basically, Hilo's the boogeyman for them. So they're thinking like they're meeting the devil right now. And he's a spooky devil. devil all right. Yes. Um, flashing back a little bit to the exchange of the moon blades. Nitro exchanges the moon blade he inherited from Lon. Just a nice touch. And there's like mm-hmm. Hilo mm-hmm. sort of choked up, feels a tightening thing in his chest where he's like, Lon, are you seeing this? And it's just like, God damn, that's tough. That that line is the one that grabs me by the throat for the rest it's of like, this scene. Hilo like, is sad. He's fucking stressed out. He's like, we try to kill Ike. Something's up. And even then, he's still like so proud of his nephew mm-hmm. in this moment. And, and like wishing later, his brother would have been there to see it. Shay later has that. We're not same. ready that. Don't say it. Don't I can't do it yet. We're not there yet. If you want to be to be coherent coherent for this little bit, we can't do that yet, Aaron. Save it. But it's relevant to what you just it's said. Not relevant. So I, can't, it. I can't do I've, it. I've got it. I've got it written down. I already I extracted it. But it's the same thing. Hilo has it in his mind and then Shay in turn yeah. has it. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Thomas is not going to make it. The dam is broke. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So all hell breaks loose. We get one final moment of badassery from Hilo as he's the one who figures out what's going on. He shoots the penitent. Bang, bang. I picture it as he domed Blows him his up. Brains I don't out. Even... Yeah. Just fucking wrecks him. Love to see it. And he kills two of them, so the first one and then another one before the others open fire on him. And he begins to use his jade abilities to shield himself, but realizes that doing so would kill Shay and Nito, and so deflects Nito out of danger and is shot. And ultimately, many hours later, several hours later, killed as a result from this. And then the description of this from Shay's point of view, and basically everything that happens for the rest of this chapter is just fucking devastating. And it like it just feels like you're being chopped in half over and over again. So like Shay's discombobulated, doesn't really know what's going on, and then she's thrown back into it with Otto screaming because his cousin's dead. And you're like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Sorry. Tough. <laughs> and Hilo... Cold is just he's dying and it's he knows it Lot rushes in it's chaos it's very very sad tough (sighs) yeah and she doesn't have her jade so she can't channel or do anything to help Mm -hmm. and even like Nico being so like upset Mm -hmm. scared I don't know, that was also very sad. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the point where Hilo asks to be taken to the house, not the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as he demands, basically. Yeah. Which is always like, this happens in another thing I don't want to spoil, but another property that I love very much, a similar character is like the one character negotiating trying to save him. He's like, hey, like, I'm, I'm tapping out. Like, keep me here. Like, let's not fuck this up type of thing. And that's just, there's something extra sad about that where it's like the one character is almost at peace with what's happening and acknowledges that everyone else is freaking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like Shay. I can't feel my legs. And you're just Come like, on. fuck. Take me home. I want to see when. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
And so there's like a couple just devastating, again, I don't know if there's another way to describe it, gut-wrenching, horrific, terrible, painful descriptions. They get into the car, and I'm going to quote here, Shay got into the front passenger seat and hung onto the door of the car, her head pressed against the window glass as if the vehicle was a life raft. Like, just, what the fuck? Why are you doing this to me? What did I, like, I'm a nice person, Fonda. I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, there's a number of things. There's the draining of color in his face, the mm-hmm. way that he looks pale, paler than a sheet, and he's turning gray, basically, in the car. Mm. The way that it's clear that, like, all these things have perforated all of the the stress of every situation. Obviously, we talked about Nico reverting, but, like, still not really knowing, having any clue what to do, going from this competent person to... And, like, emotionless. You know, and then losing his dad again. He... He's they're in the back of the car. It's not even the Duchesse, which is just like, I don't know. There's something to that, I think. And Nico's cradling his head, begging him not to leave him. And he calls him Da, which, you know, that's what he does. Like, that's his base instinct when he's talking to Rue. That's not when he talks to Hilo, he doesn't do that. So there's just like, fuck, very sad. Mm-hmm. Just makes this moment just like very real and visceral for sure. Yeah. And we get. It's like, here's a character that we've grown to love. I know especially you guys have really grown to love him because you didn't love him at first. And it's like, hey, (laughs) you've had to fight for this love. Here is the description of everybody he loves and loves him (laughs) seeing him die. So, yeah, this is sad. Yep. Um, (laughs) They finally make it back to the house and Mm -hmm. Andon's there and you're like, okay, cool. Andon's here. He can do it. If anyone would save he Hilo, he brought it. Wen back from the dead. I kept dead. saying to Kraus, and it can save him, right? <laughs> and I was just crying. And then <laughs> and it's you like, were like, uh-huh. And in swayed violently as if they're struck in the face. And you're like, well, fuck. This is bad. And then, <laughs> as if, you know, we all the things we've had so far, as if that's not enough, Wen ran to the front door, saw her husband, and collapsed to the ground with a wail of pure animal pain. That's the worst one. Yes. For the record, that's what I did at the end of Lightbringer. That's the saddest one. Coffee shop. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I don't smoke. I've never smoked. I need a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) It's... I don't, it's just fucking brutal and <sighs> you know as, as sort of like a, a post-op on the whole thing uh, talking about surgery you know i i want to give a lot of appreciation to hilo as just this character as fonda has written him he is like easily god what i sent i sent a text message at like 12 40 or something like that to you guys at night that i had just taken down a note and I wrote down Helos without a doubt, one of the most complex, interesting, tragic, and well-written characters that I've ever read or experienced in my time with fiction. And it is it is so brutally sad to to lose someone of whom has grown, changed, and like who knows better a lot of the time and like knows what he's doing wrong. It's just so it's so different than most of the other characters that you read in any mm-hmm. other book, any other work. Yeah, he was definitely to watch a- everyone else crumble. A he was a tough sell at first, but then once you he grows and you get to know him, then you don't want him to die tragically, of course. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. He's just got a lot of different shades, just very human. I mean, that's, he's just very human in that way. Like he's not, he's not a hero necessarily, but I'm not a, a hero. He's done some really good things. I don't know. He's it's done just nothing like, wrong. <laughs> it's like, he's just, is complicated in that way. And, and that shades him. I don't know. Very, he makes him very interesting. Yeah. He's just so real. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I am sympathetic towards the, the opinions of Hilo and the idea that like his, his interactions with Rue from the start and Rue's parents and the murder and kidnapping and that being, or yeah, Nico, sorry misspoke there but that being irredeemable i can understand that and i i do a lot of sort of heavy leaning on the differences of the culture and i don't try to justify it necessarily and like wash it away in my own mind but i i can get past it a little bit and understanding how how the culture is set up a, a lot differently than anything that we've experienced. Or at least Hilo's relationship to the culture. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, he wasn't a saint by any stretch and he was kind of a bad dude, especially whoa, earlier whoa, on in whoa, his whoa. life. Whoa, It's true. That's why it was a hard sell. He may not have been a saint, PJ, but he was like Baijin. <laughs> Maybe. There you go. Despite all of the baggage that comes with Hilo, he still became such a lovable character for me. And it's so hard to see him go. Yeah. I just, I feel like (sighs) some stories are heroes or bad guys. And you just gotta accept it and, you know, realize these are, they're good guys in this context. Like, Heist movies. You're not rooting for the tops nine times out of ten. <laughs> You're rooting for people who are fucked up and evil. Peaky Blinders. You're rooting for the devil. Just gotta lean into it in this story. You know what I mean? Hilo is not perfect, but he is perfect for his world. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Pour one out for our Salut. boy. Salut. 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 La familia. <laughs> We do, I think. Mr. Corleone. This might be because everything to me is a reference. But I think we get a bit of levity here. When Andin is like, I'm not a goddamn surgeon. It reminded me of the, damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a, you know, insert (laughs) astrophysicist, whatever. From Star Trek. (laughs) That's good. I didn't didn't, uh, feel that in the moment. Probably yeah, just I was me shitting myself. For I like felt it more like he's out. not yeah. a surgeon. A Some, someone go get a surgeon. Get a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why they had already called all the other Greenbone doctors at their disposal who right. were on their way. And in Tate Hilo's Jade, perform magic. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> perform magic. Solve it. Or I'm sure Please. there's plenty of Please, Jade lying around the house. Just grab all of the jade, touch, go to the vault, touch it, and go bang. Saved. <sighs> and in sacrifices his life to save Hilo. Yeah, I'm down. He would, I think. I think he, he would, would at this point, yeah. Game. 
I mean, he would have basically every point of his life, it seems like. Fuck. I'm sad, guys. I'm sad. We get an update on the city, what's going on with the clans in the immediate aftermath. I round it up. Everyone's fucking pissed. Everyone's like, what the fuck? She's been captured. Otto is alive. And Shay realizes that Hilo prevented Ite from obtaining her final victory after all. And thinks because of Hilo. Because old tigers understand each other. Old tigers. Old <sighs> tigers. Yes. And now we get this. So this part is what gets me I, every I time. I do want to bring oh, just oh, one small you. thing up before we get there. Um, there is a moment in which... Obviously, Ida's is captured, but the fact that she was bold enough to walk back on the fucking estate and like <laughs> just imagine that she can reclaim that in this moment because the other pillar is dead. Man, fuck you, lady. <laughs> and it's like the mountain was protesting her before this. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, hey, I lied to you all and got I guess she would have probably sp spun it somehow. I, don't, I wonder what the. PR campaign after the fact is for this, but I don't think gall. she was worried. I think she was just doing what she but did. Yeah, I, I did it fifty okay. years ago and kill everybody. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of oh, a consistent thing about Ait Mata is that her understanding of what it means to be pillar and what it means to be green and. Uh, what it means to lead the clan has not evolved despite the processes and what the clan is doing evolving the way that she has viewed greenness hasn't evolved like it has on the on the side of kilo and the rest of the calls and no peak so like she was she was falling back into the the idea of what worked 50 years ago of like yeah kill them all and i'm in power now cool yeah let's go yeah that's how i read it that's pretty smart i'm going to ignore it <laughs> <laughs> she was doomed to fail no matter what basically damn that's crazy good job by you guys <laughs> all right so he lives there and has him stabilized he's on painkillers and he has this last conversation with Shay. And once again, just like, what the fuck? There's some basic stuff here with like, you know, she got me, but not us. And there's the take care of Nito, like help him, nurture him, help him become pillar. But okay. That makes sense. But then there's, is there anything you want me to say to Lon? And it's just like, fuck. That was the line for sure. Yeah. And there's the whole exchange around where she's like, basically, don't talk like that. Like, I can't take it. And then immediately, as he's like, you're not alone. There's the whole fucking clan is outside. Lotjin, who's not a zealot by any means. He's just like a rational dude who and he's on the fucking duchesse. And they're all the clan is our blood and the pillar is its master. That was pretty fucking awesome. <sighs> and... It's like they weren't doing that. I mean, I did. He was on his way out. He wasn't pillar anymore. They didn't do that for the torch. They didn't do that for fucking the spear. Oh yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like, is is Hilo the goat? <laughs> Hilo's the goat. He was the pillar of KCON. That's for sure. Fuck man. <laughs> 
This is tough. And so I don't know how I'm not crying now. Literally doing my notes, like I feel like my <laughs> eyes are still puffy. I cried every time I started that chapter. I cried five times trying to write this sentence. Like I had to set my iPad. I got down. like little tiny tears. Yeah, I. That's why cross made you. Do I it. had like the choked up tears, tears. like not like little like my eyes watering, like the kind of laughing, like shocked tears every time. Kind of like what the fuck, what the fuck. Oh my god! It just you know. I think it could be cheesy, but it's not at all. It's perfect. It's touching. It's emotional. My I God. agree. It's it's perfect. It's just like spot on, not overwrought. It's it's beautiful. There's there's so much. There's the moment where you know. I mean, his final words are "I'm lucky," really, mm-hmm. which is just that's not true. But the the fact that Shay latches on in that final moment and like shares the jade basically with Andon to feel his aura go away mm-hmm. is hard. That's mm-hmm. very hard. sad. That was, How they cling yeah. to each other. Yeah, when they actually yeah. could feel like his aura pass, that was... And I almost didn't want to bring it up, but like how sad it must be to feel his aura when she describes it as a trickle instead of an irrepressible stream. But then, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. it's... And then later she's like, his irrepressible aura had gone. Mm-hmm. And so even diminished mm-hmm. and dying... It's just like he was still, he remains himself at the end. Like he, he is not bitter. He's happy. Like you, you picture him laughing with the crooked smile on his face the whole time back to himself yeah. as horn back in the day. Mm-hmm. So but something then, I appreciated in this moment of Shay sharing this jade and like suddenly like having the ability to, to feel the oars again, pretty consistently Fonda has, described the feeling of sort of the jade rushing over you and i liked that that was omitted and it kept focus on Hilo, and like you still understand what's going on it's been said enough times we don't need the sort of sensation being described right in this moment and maybe it was intentional maybe it wasn't i don't know but i i just in in reflection of it, I appreciate that that wasn't kind yeah, of a, what a, a thing that was said. It. Rehashed. Yeah. PJ, you're on fire today. It's the drinks. But, <laughs> so we get that, the and then, as if all of this wasn't enough, we get, hours later, Wen emerged from the bedroom, dressed in white from head to toe. She said nothing, but went out into the garden where she had been married and sat under the cherry tree in the courtyard to mourn from the bottom of her soul. And like, we haven't had enough win this book because like the whole second half, I mm-hmm. feel like has been devoid of her nearly. We know how much she loves this man. Mm. We've had like, we've been in her head. Matt, like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's almost tougher for the people that are left behind. It always is. <sighs> yeah. This is just like, I think this is why, I think I already said this, but like this is why I say it's just brilliant writing. It's, I don't, these people aren't real. And I, like, I wept. Hey, fuck you. They're real. <laughs> what makes I, someone I real? I weep actively. Right. Yeah. Like, this is true. Can hit you with that classic Dumbledore on that one. Just because it took place in your head doesn't mean it's not real. Well, fuck yeah. J.K. Rowling, so... <laughs> Ignored. Ignored. <laughs> yes. 
Dumbledore says the cheesiest shit. Let's be real. <laughs> That's a banger <laughs> line. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. He's a mark ass bitch. Heard it here first. That's a wonderful Lorne stand in in Harry Potter universe. Nah. nah. Wow, Tommy. Way better. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> Let's fight and fight and fight again to keep evil at bay, bitch. <laughs> say it. Say it to yourself. Keep it in your head. We don't need to hear that shit. We know. Anything else on the <laughs> end of this sad chapter? Not for me. Very sad. When has lost her brothers and a son, and now Hilo. And she's she's not having a good time. Or called. The clan is yeah. our blood and the pillar is its master. Hell yeah. Yeah. That fucking go out chant. This is such a visual chapter mm-hmm. that you can imagine the end of the series and the way that this would go. This That chant is the end of an episode. And then like just the scene of her going down to the tree and like you know that it's over. Like yeah, that's, next episode. that's the end. Yeah. Fuck. And next season yeah. on... yeah yeah okay cool all right with that we'll get into chapter 62 the pillar of kcon the first weeks jaya returns from toshan in a rage riding at top speed for 10 hours straight on her motorcycle in an attempt to make it to her father's side iwe ends his own life Nico asks Andon to be his pillarman, and Andon declines, still planning to seek office. Nico has conversations with Coben Otto as he visits the Call Estate and explains that the mountain is perhaps beyond fixing. Otto also releases Mata to the No Peak clan for judgment. I know that's like short and snappy comparatively. And for me, for the most part, for this one, I was having such a hard time trying to do these notes that I pretty much just wrote down quotes. So we'll just kind of fly by the seat of our pants on this one. Jaya returning is that's what hits me outside of the Shay parts. The hardest is like her missing that moment of familial connection in that kind of final seconds and that rage sucks. Her, that her reaction's full, firmly in the denial stage of hmm. grief, and then in the, I don't know all the stages. And it hurts Me just too. And then in the let's murder everyone stage. This is how like a, hung, a young Hilo would react to this type of thing. Yeah, too, Jaya's very... Like did react also, yeah, to Juan's death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That aspect of it is difficult as well. Yeah, feel you feel for Jaya immediately, but you can also understand everyone else's reaction. Of course, Nico being the one to rein it in and be like, no, what we need to do is we just need to take a second, step back and let them sort this out. I do love Shay's double slap. She's like, call me a yeah. bitch again. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Pow, pow. Tensions are high. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to slap your niece. Sometimes you gotta hit a kid. She's not a child. It's fine. She's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jaya's response is very Hilo esque, and then Nico's response is very Lawn esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nico is definitely the better parts of Lawn with those like strategic parts of Hilo. He is this combination of the three siblings in a big way, and it's it's so cool to see and to just like very clearly 
Fonda's incredible writing, see those parts in Lawn shine out despite not, you know, him never really knowing his dad is so, so great. All right. We're going to hit our first quote here. The call house was draped in white. A steady stream of clan faithful left incense, fruit, and flowers at the gate. On the day of the funeral, Andon walked near the front of the massive, snaking procession to Widow's Park as if it were drifting through a waking dream, swept up like a single fish in a swift river of collective sorrow. The day was dry, but overcast. The sky streaked with purple clouds. The gongs and funeral drums seemed to reverberate through the streets of a city leached of color. And this this chapter is beautifully named the Pillar of KCON. It is reflective both of the pillar that actually did pull together KCON in the end, as well as the new pillar of KCON as we get to at the end of this. And I just for me, this funeral is the it's not necessarily the most grandiose, but it is the most important in every book I was. I talked a little bit about this, I think to Thomas, maybe to you guys, Ben and Aaron, but like I wanted to talk about how in every book there is a funeral. We have a Mm -hmm. funeral procession. It's this big deal. But I also felt like if I made it a big deal, it'd be sitting in the back of your heads for every decision and every moment. And so we get our third funeral for our third book. This one seems more sad. It's the most sad one. Is there, I mean, we get a couple in this book. But this one is the most elaborate for sure. Is there, just out of curiosity, do we know if the the whole place is draped in white because of no peak being white or just because of traditional like funerals are white? Do we remember if any of the mountain, oh, who was it? Who was it that had a funeral on the mountainside? One of the horns uh, or? Yeah. What's his name? Weatherman. Okay. Yep. Now Swinson. Yeah. Yep. He had a funeral. Do we remember if they described the colors at all, if it was white or pale green? I think white is Most funerary. Of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was white as a funerary trend because that was also the torch of Kcon's funeral. So, and lawns. Well, yeah, but no but peak the... is white is kind of my point. Like their, their sure. lantern okay. colors are white. So, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was a no peak thing or just a funeral thing. No, I think it's just a larger funeral procession thing. Tribute lanterns are white. It's a lot. And I mean, like, I can just picture those purple clouds perfectly. That's what stands out to me inside of that sentence is, you know, the the rain clouds that are hanging overhead as everything is kind of just dead as we head into, you know, the funeral itself. Iwe Kalundo, of course, circling back to that man. What would you guys think about his end? What a fucking pussy. I thought it was too good of an end to give him his own terms. <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah. Seemed about right. Rest and piss. You won't be missed. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that sums it up well enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I totally get Jaya going there and obviously them like going through and doing all these things. I'm shocked that, of course, it's a cultural thing, but I'm shocked that uh, they allowed like the jade to flow down and things like that, considering the assassination and everything else. But that's I show, baby. So that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. 
So we move to Nico and Andon having a private conversation in the office, and it's so touching and hurts so deeply because of sort of the nature of it, right, where Nico really needs this help. And, you know, Andon really has been in many ways our like connection point to understanding and watching Hilo grow. And so there's there's just a lot there to, to quote. I miss him. Nico whispered. I loved him. And sometimes I think I hated him. I'm nothing like him and I don't want to be. Yet somehow all I want is to live up to him. And fuck, man, that's tough. I feel I really like I thought Anda was going to fold after this. And be pillar. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so. I was entirely on that train. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when he was like, no, actually, I'm going to do what's best for me. Yeah, I agree. It's real I... growth from the emo, satisfied kid who is willing to do whatever to get people's affection. Right. <laughs> We've known he's grown. From that, though, like, I, no, I, I know I felt, I felt like, like this was been... totally on on the level with what Andon would have done. I think it would have been weird to have Andon as a pillarman as well. If anything, he could have been the on staff doctor for no peak. But I feel like him being in office brings him closer to the clan because he's not officially technically clanless. Like he can he can take the sort of sponsorship of the clan and be a spokesperson for the clan within the assembly. Like I I, I don't see any situation where he would have made sense as Pillarman other than just making Nico kind of a little more comfortable in the moment. But the power dynamic would have felt weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I do understand still the the rest of it about the, you know, I don't know. It's it's tough, though. I mean, especially the way that they share that and the fact that it is this office that's been handed down, you know, a couple of times now. Ben, you looked so intently into my eyes that I thought you had something to say <laughs> and you pulled the mic down. And I was like, ready? Yeah. So Kobanato and Nico's conversation, moving on to that part, obviously, when he actually comes over and visits the estate and sort of by all t- intents and purposes, like is surrendering fealty in a big way to the to the clan. What did mm-hmm. you guys think about that conversation? Crazy. That was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. How he just kind of gave it up. And but he's like, I'm disarray. out of control, right? <laughs> yeah. Or just admitting it and not gripping onto power until he dies like right. all the other leaders. Yeah, it really does kind of show you that there's new new generation. New generation in charge. There's a new, you know, legacy of of kind of how this stuff is going to work out. Yeah, I thought that was very enlightening. Just like it just shows like the evolution that we've taken over the, the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like with this generation going forward, the idea that like that conversation between Shay and Ait where she's shocked and it's unprecedented to even allude to the idea that anything happened without direct authority from you. Like that shows that you're slipping and like just that sort of admittance being unprecedented. I, I think that's a thing of the past with this generation coming into power. Which is great, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot less questioning. It's it's just going to kind of function a little a lot differently. And 
yeah, the the fact that this is all changing so quickly is is fantastic. I also want to point out that I love Fonda's choice here to put us now into Shay's perspective at this point and to be basically listening to the conversation from a distance and then paint it with that brush like you were kind of pointing, PJ, where it's like now everything is going to be different and like this is a good thing and getting Shay's perspective on change is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. The mountain is also in a really bad place. Everything here at the end, of course, just to kind of put uh, a capstone on it. They're effectively down significantly in size. There have already been clans that have defected over to No Peak, obviously, after kind of the standoff and the impression that Hilo gave as a leader and then his ultimate martyrdom, bringing people together, you know, it's, it's huge for the clan. And so the mountain seems to be pretty much just a name and a minor clan now. Tough. May the gods bless no peak <laughs> yeah it's the filler it's the fu- excuse me it's the funeral of one of the pillars of kcon and the establishing of the next one all at the same time do you guys do yoga the bowing thing it reminds me of yoga. namaste yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah anyways there are a couple of quotes here of course because like i said i just wrote down quotes <laughs> There's the one that we were talking about that broke, right? And that you were mentioning, Aaron. Hilo, Lon, Shay whispered in her mind. Can you see this from wherever you are? We did it at last. We kept our clan. We made it stronger and passed it on. I miss you both. Yeah. Very sad. Mm. It's a very sad. It's a very sad line. (sighs) Sad but cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just still. Ben's like, like dope. Yeah, it's yeah. like hopeful. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and they did what they meant to do. Like, especially because she's like down bad, bad, right? And like shirking her duties. This is kind of her like seeing the light and being like, I can get through this. Yeah, it's a good, good little moment of reflection and change. And really, it's um, it's nice that Shay. If one sibling were to survive, she's the one who has the faith and can believe that, you know, she'll see her siblings again. So it's probably good if one was left. It's the hopeful one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, she's just a great bridge, I think, between the old and the new. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of what's like ushered the clan into this era that they're now currently in. So I'm glad that she's linking to that. She's like a link to the past, but she was like, you think about her 30 years ago, she was just like screaming, this is the future. Mm. So I think that's really cool. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's also, there's just so much with Shay's character that kind of comes full circle in a lot of ways that we'll, we'll save mostly for the wrap up. But the fact that she starts Jadeless, ends Jadeless for very different reasons and kind of flips her perspective on the clan and everything else to, to have this moment and religion because she also wasn't religious and to now be like stepping in and being like, all right, yeah, this is, we, we did it. We did all the things that we wanted to do that we set out to do as a family. And here's the seal on the chapter. Hmm. Um, one more quote I hear from Ait, or sorry, not Ait, <laughs> Coben Otto, because he's abandoned the name, of course. Mm-hmm. My aunt 
was right all along. I'm not a strong pillar and could never be her heir. But maybe we've had enough of those types of people. Whatever happens after this, whether the mountain survives, whether I remain pillar, No Peak will be the largest and most powerful Greenbone clan in the country. It will be up to you to be the pillar for all of KCON. I know I should feel defeated, but mostly I feel relieved. He touches his clasped hands to his forehead and tilted forward in salute. Far do your enemies flee, Kaljen, and may the gods shine favor on No Peak. So before he ends it with the cool far do your enemies flee bit, which just hits every time, I'm like, this guy's soft <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I thought it was like just very realistic. Like who the yeah, fuck wants is, to deal like, with that stress? <laughs> yeah. And he is pretty yeah, much like a relief propped is... up pretty boy realistic (laughs) and also i I respect it keep leaning on the old versus new generation thing but the the idea of pretending that you're just as strong and even when you're on the back foot has to be fucking exhausting exactly and they're so far behind at this point like there's no way that they could compete with no peak especially with a brand new less capable pillar like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Wilson just lost his surrender. Weather, man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Aitmada wasn't setting him up for success because he was never supposed to survive. She was setting mm-hmm. him up for, for a coffin. Slaughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No I joke. Guess. Could not be me, though. Could not. But I think Nico, I'm sure, relates to what he's saying. Like, He's dealing with a ton of stress of becoming the pillar. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mm-hmm. if he was in that position, he would also feel relieved that it it wouldn't be him. So being the top dog, yeah. I think um, the reason I have an issue with it is that we see, and again, this is an older generation, but when the Nopi clan absorbs the smaller clan, who basically has like they've been fighting, doing their best to survive intact, and joins the Nopi clan just because they have no other choice i forget like which one it was six but hands Joe's son six hands Just yeah one of those a couple. two but like the anguish from their pillar and knowing like i have to do this i'm doing the right thing but he's still just like so torn up about it and then here tobin's just so relieved like i think the relief is what leaves a bad taste in my mouth even though it does make sense and it is admirable and honorable to like know yourself and to be realistic and do like he is kind of doing the same thing, but just like the relief part of it is kind of weird. Which is a new generation. Yeah. Oh man. Anything else on this chapter on this end of the story? All right. Clans are set up. Chapter sixty-three. Remembrance. <laughs> the third month. Newly elected royal council. Fucking member. shit, man. <laughs> that hit me. <laughs> What? The third month? Going away from the 27th year or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry for the immediate. I, no, no. I finally That's know what real. it meant, though, after that. Yeah, it's Hilo's permission. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dr. Anden Emery goes to deliver Ait Mata her sentence on behalf of the No Peak clan. Exile to Ikatan to spend the rest of her days jadeless on the frontier of a foreign land. He leaves and then heads to the Twice Lucky for brunch with his family. So our guy Andon successfully runs a campaign. You know, we got Jade and Gold for the No Peak Clan. Fulfilling Hilo's prophecy, choking prophecy about Rue and Nico, Rue and Hilo. 
And he sets a lot of history of doing this. He's the first tall. He's the first openly queer representative, they just call him. He's the one of the few mixed race representatives. That's all exciting, but kind of pales in comparison to what happens with Ike here. Ike is left alive, not martyred. You know, I see the logic there, but alive. There's something just so, ugh, I don't like it. I feel like she's going to come back and do some I don't mind it in this situation. This is worse for her. It is worse for her, but... Worse for me, too, though. Don't let her slip her way. She's She's powerless now, though. But she's a slippery son of a bitch. Don't trust. She's never powerless. She's lost all her influence in her people, I feel like. So, like, what danger does she present? Mm -hmm. And she does try to seem to break genuinely at the end. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's where I... That's where I got a lot of satisfaction just, out of it. It's just like, yeah. we finally broke her. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like our guy, Hilo. Like, heaven better be real, guys. Like, Hilo's dead. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I'm a little old, sad lady, retired. She's done it, like, she's not, she said, she said she could live a while more. She could find happiness. Mm-hmm. I hope she's not happy for a second. <laughs> she's she's happy for a, a second prairie, this wasn't worth it. A frozen prairie in Egaton or whatever. Mm-hmm. Better. Like, she better be mm-hmm. miserable every second for the next 16 years. Damn. Yeah. Man. I do I do want to bring up and mention too that she almost tries to take credit for yes, the I, assembly I of the One Mountain Society. Oh, okay. Just like fuck you, lady. Yeah, like so she tries at first, she tries a little bit of spite, like huh, these fucking cowards are not I knew Otto wanted to come see me, but I thought Nito was more green than that. And then like she tries to take the credit, she's like, Oh, I knew like I did this and it's somehow because of me, but it's you guys in charge, but still taking credit for it. Yeah. It's just like, whatever old lady, sad, sad old lady. (laughs) That's almost sadder than when she breaks. Exactly. I can understand it though. Sure. And to a certain degree, like there, there's obviously some venom in the way that things ended, but this has been, I think fairly genuinely, her entire goal. Like the thing that she had been striving for the entire time that we've known her has been to unify the clans. And yes, it was a little bit selfish in that she wanted to be the one leading the combined clan. (laughs) But I I genuinely think that she believed that it was better for KCON as a whole to not have opposing like rival clans like have always existed right she thought she was the singular entity capable of uniting Teton. i i don't i think that it is probably hard for her to separate that in that like this is what i was striving for if that in her head is her primary goal i don't know if it is or not but if that's been her primary goal for the entire time and it comes true despite not being in power I have a feeling that she'd have a hard time divorcing herself from that outcome. So I don't, I don't see a problem with it. And I don't necessarily see it as a uh, personal flaw of hers in feeling accomplished in something that she didn't actually do. Sounds like we got it a feels new in line sympathizer. With her 
Yeah, right at the last second, we got Night Sympathizer. Wow. Wow, wow, Disgusting. PJ. I fucking hate her. And <laughs> I hope that whatever death comes of her is fiery and uh, slow. Long lasting. <laughs> it's just like but fucking moot got buried alive with Jade <laughs> and she just to live out her days. Tough. Right. Can't we torture her to mm. death? That'd be cool. This is torture. This is the to torture. Fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not enough torture, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like more torture. Let's wrap I'll it take up. more torture, please. Like, they can just say they did this. And everyone said, oh, remember Ike Mata, what happened to her? Got exiled. And then guess what? She's exiled. And you know what is in Edithon? Piranhas. Pit of piranhas. <laughs> and you dip little bits of her... Something, I don't know. I'm not a torturer. I'm, that was just off the dome. It's not my best one. We can come up with better, but something bad. You know, Santa and Glockta, that's for sure. I like to no. imagine that the apartment that she's exiled in is right above a really shitty college bar with a dance floor. Okay. Oh and she has God. to deal with that for the rest of her life. And it's like shitty Edutanian music. <laughs> and the food, it's never warm. Actually, you know what it is? It's like... Uh, in Presidential Deathmatch 3, uh, John C. Calhoun is in hell, and his, the water there, it's not hot enough to make tea, but it's always warm, like it's too warm to satisfy your thirst. It's something like that going on for her. <laughs> like you can't do shit with this water. And you'll always I have like nasty that. tea. Always. Always. Fuck. It seems, who agrees with this decision by Nico? Verbal show of hands. I agree with Nico's decision. I actively showed my hands in in the physical, like visual way, not the verbal way, but I agree with Andon's decision and and course of action here. I don't know if it was his decision, but he's just the, he's the fucking consigliere. Yeah. Still. I do like that Andon got to deliver this news. He's Mm -hmm. a great news deliverer. He is. Kind of badass. <laughs> I still vote for it also feels slow, full circle. slow burial torture. Thank you. Me too. I like don't like two, but that I understand. Andin, I don't like that she's a loose end because I know you're saying she's not. Though. She's not, but she's all she always is. She's slippery <laughs> little snake. She's little scary little woman. I don't like that. Andin gave her the little history remembers great warriors thing. Yeah, and then he gave her a salute. We don't need to salute her. Right. He was way too nice. What did she want? She wanted to be given death. Don't give it to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm saying don't give it to her. But then after she's sad, when you don't give it to her, don't be like, people are going to remember you, though. Also, also, like, we already gave, like, Barrow wanted death. He didn't get death. We already did this. We already big enough. Kill her. Fuck it. I think she's more important to Barrow. I did know right. that I just we would mean, see Barrow like, at the end of this book, though. I I just mean like we've already satisfied the let's bury the past, blah 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 blah. I just want Ike dead. Let me let me let me wish death on her. You're allowed to wish. I'm just I firmly agree it's with Nico in this smart. case that it's good. It's whatever. I don't believe in it personally. I believe in vengeance. It's the modern thing, right? The the death sentence seemed to be the way to go for forever, and now the suffering of time is what we choose instead. 
Don't cross Thomas and me. We'll torture Unless you. Unless you're really bad. And then you Unless get you're death. really, really bad. Yeah. And in certain states. Which cuts the whole argument and in certain down states. at its right. knees at that point. And, well, also in certain also states certain and just states. like yeah. borderline right. not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho. I think beyond borderline not good. But, yeah. Well, I'm saying some states have a very lenient reasons to use the death penalty. Or historically have. Anywho, we get the top roach, Barrow, who seems light in comparison. He survived everything, of course. Not yeah, shocking. Yeah, he's a cabbie, driving oobs. <laughs> driving some oobs. <laughs> <laughs> and this I am satisfied with, because even though he turned his life around to a degree and he isn't dead, it didn't train himself to death, he's still just trying to be important. And, like, he's jabbering... Andy's basically ignoring him, trying to get Andy, you know, I got stories, KK. He's like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. believe the things I've seen. I love this. Yeah. You know, basically like, Dan, that's crazy. <laughs> Just leaves. <laughs> that was a class. That's a classic like movie ending. Oh, no way. It's, it's, it's also great. Family. I know that I did like bring this up in the very beginning of course and made mention of this very early on that barrow was voted one of the the worst villain of all time in like 2021 in literature but i think that it's particularly bad because he survived so long and he just gets to be a fucking cabbie at the end <laughs> you know at least like ite suffers in a frozen tundra prison basically this is he's just a fucking dude <laughs> barrow's life was full of suffering it's <laughs> true mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. feel like barrow is a great candidate for an ender shadow-esque parallel like novel but what's the what's Just the term barrow for that it's, it's not 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 a sequel not a prequel it's it's simultaneous yeah i don't i don't know the term for it but it's okay. a simultaneous it perspective parallel, novel hmm Parallel I think, novel? I, I don't think know. it is. I think that's you usually what called, but I don't know. We can uh, make it up. Alternate POV, yeah. But just um, just a, a full I rundown think they actually of called that, Barrow oh. life throughout all of that. <laughs> yeah, would it, I think would they be really interesting to see. They typically call that the O. Oh, how much was my credit card bill? Oh, I got a book idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not wrong. And you, as you were saying, stopping getting brunch at the Toys Lucky. Yes. Which, happy to see them still in business. Barrow's a fucking hater. He does not like the Toys Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he worked there, to be fair. And it was sliding. Like, we, we, we heard from other perspectives that... I think it's it only good Barrow that said it was sliding. No, yeah. no, no. Someone else earlier. I think Juen. It was Juan. Oh, yeah. But then they yeah, burn in a new right. chef. Yep. After mm-hmm. that, I believe. I believe in the Une family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Me too. So, how did you all feel about this last chapter of our trilogy? I thought it was a good saga. ending. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we ended with Barrow. That made me happy. Yeah, I really liked <laughs> the end of the story. I don't think... If- if you had asked me half a book ago if I would have been happy with Barrow being alive at the end of the book, I would have said no. But I really liked how this ended. <laughs> okay. I totally get it. 
yeah, I thought we landed the plane safely and mm-hmm. I was I was very satisfied walking away from it. I like that it's not totally closed off to the idea of another sequel or uh, another series. Like it, it's not entirely wrapped, but all of our loose ends are are tied up nicely. Yeah, like you could see where the future goes from here without needing the book necessarily. Mm-hmm. Fonda has said with the publication of Jade Shards that that's it. That's the whole world. That's all she's doing. Right. But but you could conceive the idea of a yeah, of right. a movie series or a TV series coming out and then, oh, we're at the end of these books, but people really like it because it's fucking awesome. So let's just continue it with Nico at the helm. Do you think mm-hmm. she likes money? <laughs> <laughs> That's, again, to the credit card bill debt. <laughs> I think, you know, listen, she's going to have something to blow all our mind. I mean, she has like a lot of projects actually going on. Mm-hmm. Got something with yeah. the Bruce Lee estate going on. She's got something else going on. She be working. Exciting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. She just had another book come out, didn't she? Different book. The Untethered Sky novella. Yeah. yeah. Untethered Sky came out kind of um, rave reviews this spring. I really liked it. And then Jade Shards just came out. So, which is all prequel stories. So, ooh. Yeah. All right. Very Anything exciting. else, my, my man? No. I was, I was happy with how that discussion went. Cool. All right. The final, final one of these. Who won the week? <sighs> Bar- Paul Barrow. Just <laughs> <is> <laughs> the whole book or the whole series. What'd you say? Who won do that the whole series? Week. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. No, it's just book. Just the week. Nico? I think Nico yeah, I and Otto slash Kobanato. Breaking the generational trauma. Break the chains. <laughs> Break the chains. I I think I go call Hilo. Shoot on. Me too. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. He pretty aggressively lost the week though. Can you win if you die? I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, well, but he won the he war. He ushered in the new age, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just. That's probably right. Yeah. himself. He wasn't broken. But I do like Nico as a pick. I like all those picks, frankly. Even Barrow winning the week. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, man. You made it Barrow out. Barrow lost the, the ultimate cock. No one wants to hear his fucking stories. <laughs> hey, as a cab driver, though, they have to hear for... his stories. Yeah. And it was like, what? Huh? Yeah. I was going to say Andon. Um, I just wish that Andon I, I could make a good case like, for Andon. As well. You want to hear a story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who did not win the week? Any woman that we've spent time with in this story besides maybe Tia. Shay, devastated, very sad. Call when Rhea. Yeah. Or Juan Rhea. Just, oh my God, this poor woman. One of the mm-hmm. worst lives of all time. I, men, I lot of, men are, also didn't win the week. The men are just as heartbroken. They all lost yeah. the same people. It's true. All right. Well, cool. We've got a number of bets to pay off, but that, of course, will happen at the very top of the next episode, just to make it extra fun. Get some good shots. All I have right now is fireball. Ugh. Perfect. (laughs) You don't have to take shots. It's just drinks, but... (laughs) Really fucked up. We're going to take shots. Yeah. All right. Perfect. There's a couple. (laughs) You can can pre-count and pour ahead of time. (laughs) I can't wait for you guys to eat 
crow for the the poisoned jade thing uh, coming up. So you motherfuckers. I still think like I think we'll we'll figure it out. We'll learn. It was poison. I'm gonna do. I'm doing my. That's own the one you sent. He was kind of poisoned, in a way. <laughs> in a way, we'll never in, concede <laughs> your tyranny. Ross, why Rapid are they wrong? Lead Can poisoning? you tell them why? Uh, because you can't poison the jade, just like they said in the book multiple times. <laughs> Who said? Is it also, because like you say, all the calls. Okay. Yeah, the everybody it's textual. And there's also your point that I'm stealing from you. It's not my thought. Sure. That Jade is the poison. Perhaps. Oh yeah, right. In general, mm-hmm. Jade is the poison. Right. That is that is an entire that is a thing that I want to talk about next week. So during the wrap up that we're having next week, we will do a full series retrospective, talk about a bunch of fun questions. You guys can bring your own questions, of course. And if you're listening to this, send them in because we'll we might have time to answer some of those. So wait, who can bring their own questions? Everybody. Me. You, everybody, yeah. Wow. My question is, why also, are you torturous like this? Is, Don't. How many predictions did I get right during this entire thing? Because so lot. the answer is Ben um, got the most. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to send us your pitches for Die Green. Yes, <laughs> right. Die Green. Die Green. Mm-hmm. Do we have any sort of guest next week, or is it just the five of us? Just the five of us. Cool. There's five of just us. Just five. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, so. No, no guest for these. I settled on that kind of mid-Jade War. I was like, eh, we talk enough. <laughs> so, Have a right. six-hour-long episode. Uh, Guests. Yes. The mega So pod. that's where we'll leave you for this week. Oh, you're going to cut us off here and make us go right <laughs> into the outro. All right. <laughs> Thanks, I told you, you he's, a, he's a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim and Andrew, for keeping the show's lights on. I'm not looking. I can't. I don't know where this is. <laughs> is that the end, Betty? I am drunk and high, and I don't know where I am. Thank the you, links. Tim and Andrew, hey, cut, for cut, keeping cut. the show going. Damn. You can find the links in the show notes, or you can find our schedule, our Patreon, our previous episodes, our websites, our social media accounts, all in one convenient location. Woo! Rate and review us, five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we won't deflect you down to save your life, but instead you'll take all our bullets. Womp womp. And you'll never get to be the heir. Womp womp. All right, perfect. Well, with that, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Later. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 